This week on the Canadian Tech Podcast, you probably got an errant email from Rogers. CIBC launches their chatbot, data usage is on the rise, and you can now rewatch some Canadian TV favorites on YouTube. That's all next and more on the Canadian Tech Podcast. The Canadian Tech Podcast is sponsored by Olio Digital Labs. Olio are the planners, designers, and developers of the apps used by some of Canada's biggest brands. Find out what Olio can do for you at oleodigitallabs.com. And we're also sponsored by CodeShip, continuous integration and delivery software that lets you ship your apps with confidence. Both CodeShip Basic and CodeShip Pro come with a free plan that grants 100 builds per month on limited projects and unlimited users. Visit CodeShip.com today to find out which CodeShip product is right for you. Welcome to the Canadian Tech Podcast, episode 139 for Sunday, November the 12th, 2017. Sponsored by Oleo Digital Labs and CodeShip. My name is Stuart Clark. My name is Derek Silva. Derek, how are you this week? I'm fine, Stuart. How are you? Oh, surviving. Surviving, I have to say. It's been a busy week. Uh, We had Remembrance Day yesterday here in Canada. We did. Veterans Day in the U.S. Uh, Armistice Day over across the pond. Yes. So now the... Do they have something in Portugal? Yeah, Armistice Day. Um, Is that what they call it? Yeah, I think so. I follow the Canadian ambassador to Portugal on Twitter. And uh, and so he was at a very pretty memorial uh, with about a dozen Portuguese soldiers in, um, you know, posing or like standing there. And um, (laughs) yeah, and he called he called it Armistice Day. So I don't know whether it's like Armistice or I was going to say Uma Kosa Seng or something like that. Uh, but I can find out. Hang on. There you go. There you go. See? Uh, English. The things you learn. As he's looking at, think of the educational opportunities. Armistice. Hey, I was right. Armisticio. There you go. So, so now you've all learned something new. Yeah. So yesterday was called Dia do Armisticio in Portugal. Okay. And no matter what, what we call it, now that it's over, now comes the official Christmas onslaught. <laughs> unofficial, but yes. Yeah. Yes, I would say unofficial, but regardless, it's it's no, certainly happening. No, uh, yeah. Old Oak or Summit Properties, I guess, was decorating the ground floor of uh, right. Talbot Center on Friday. So yeah, 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 that'll all be. And know, it wasn't for have, Remembrance Day. That's not what the garland yeah. is for. <laughs> I know they've had the they've had the stuff at the dollar store at Costco. Now, yeah, there you go. All right, let's get right on to those quick hits, Derek. Let's do it. Uh, a bunch of Rogers customers on, uh, yeah, last Monday, I think, uh, got an email welcoming, welcoming them to Rogers Smart Drive service. You probably didn't sign up, though, because that email went to the wrong newsletter list, which is funny that I got it because I shouldn't be on any Rogers newsletter lists. But regardless, oh, you, yep. you probably got Rogers it. customer. I got it, yep. You might have tweeted at Rogers about it. They were inundated <laughs> with tweets <laughs> and probably emails and live chats and phone calls because mm-hmm. I think this went to everybody who didn't sign up for Rogers Smart Drive as opposed to the people who actually did. Which, of course, a lot of people, a lot of people were saying on social media, what the hell is a smart drive? 
<laughs> yeah, well, and so you know what? Maybe it was actually on purpose. Like, uh, oh, we I'm need to drive too. up some more awareness. Uh, basically, yeah. it's an OBD two reader that also connects to your data plan, and it's it's like it's like GM OnStar for non GM vehicles. Put right. it that way. Right. Um, anyway, if uh, if you did get the email and you're worried somebody signed up for this thing on your behalf, don't worry about it. Yeah, but I can see that being understandable because they're the ones that pulled that negative billing crap a couple of years ago. So, Correct. Yeah. Moving on, uh, London and Stratford are at the forefront of self-driving vehicle technology, according to the National Research Council's office in London. They have uh, announced a $5 million expansion to its office at the Western Research Park, and they've hired three engineers. Ten more are going to be joining the payroll, all to get driverless car technology on the road. And uh, they also are using uh, or announced they're going to be using the city of Stratford as a uh, testing bed, correct, as mm-hmm. uh, yeah. for, for self-driving vehicles as well. Uh, the NRC in London specifically is looking to uh, work with local parts manufacturers to actually create demo vehicles that will be used by firms looking to do some R&D and ultimately manufacture autonomous vehicles. And... Um, there's also an $80 million investment by the Ontario government for additional R&D on self-driving cars. I think that's pretty much the... Uh, yeah, yep. yeah, and the yeah, test we've, track. We've had oh, stories about them before, so it's always, always nice to hear what else is happening there. Yeah, and so this is really the culmination of a bunch of rumors and small steps that we've been seeing. And so, yeah, the test track has just been completed in Stratford, and they're, they're going to be opening the city's ECDEV office called Invest Stratford. And uh, they will hit the test track in the new year, and but there will be people inside for the time being, just to make sure right. things go okay. That's normal, especially yep. considering all the rain, the darkness that we get at certain hours that they don't get in the yep. south, and the of snow. course the snow. Yeah. Um, so we saw at Google I.O. earlier this year that they were bringing this new product called Photo Books. Of course, they were U.S. only for a little bit. Well, if you were waiting for them, like I kind of was, uh, they are mm-hmm. now available in Canada as well. As of November November seventh, uh, you can create a photo a photo book uh, through Google Photos. Uh, apparently, it's not very easy or quick necessarily because, um, well, of course, Google has to actually print these out, and you actually need to go through your Google Photos, pick the photos, lay them out in the order you want them in, etc. But it's a heck of a lot easier than putting them on a USB flash drive, going to Costco or to Walmart and, and uploading them that way uh, and all that. Um, so, yeah, Google Photo Books are now available here. They, is there any pricing here? They start at $17.99 for a 7-inch 20-page softcover book. Or you can mm-hmm. get a nine-inch hardcover book for twenty-seven ninety-nine. Additional pages are seventy-nine cents each for the softcover. Hardcover they're ninety-nine cents each with a limit of a hundred pages. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to admit, I, I I played with this a little bit, okay. and again, as usual, the face recognition algorithms and stuff like that are pretty well right on. Like I, yeah. you know, I've 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 you know because I back up all my photos in from my phone with uh, with Google Photos, so I it just links well. right into that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, it's 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 actually pretty impressive. Like it if it, it, it pulled some photos up that I forgot, you know, someone maybe was in the photo 
um, you know, way in the background and it actually recognized them. And, you know, so yeah, it's, I was actually pretty, pretty impressed. The only thing that's annoying about this is my, my lovely wife, I'd love to do something for her, but she hates having her photo taken. So out of all the photos, it only picked (laughs) up, uh, one, two, three, four, about eight. <laughs> well, that's okay. You can show her all the other things that she was there for instead, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. To do Same thing. Like but no, Kat. it's, yeah. yeah no, like it's, I, again, taken. this is a, this is a good, this is a, this is a, sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Uh, so CIBC, much loved or hated, depending on your perspective, <laughs> uh, Big Five Bank in Canada, they uh, have introduced Remy, the first digital assist, its first digital assistant chatbot. Uh, we did hear about this earlier this year. Now you can access Remy using Facebook Messenger. Um, uh, you can check foreign exchange rates. And uh, that's it right now. Yeah, but it's got an intelligent thing. It'll let you know. It'll let you know, let's say, if I am if I want to buy some pounds prior to, prior to a trip, right. you know, for England um, or, or, or your use or something. It'll let you know if the price drops to a certain point. Let's say you're, you're kind of hedging and you're waiting to see if it drops. You know, you, you, you can basically set up limits. It'll send you an email saying, oh, it's down to 178, you know, so yeah. a little bit of automation. There. Yeah, and this goes well with their global money transfer service that they launched a, uh, last month, which lets users send money to more than 50 countries around the world without fees. That's actually incredible. Incredibly impressive, yeah, unfortunately. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's uh, Remy's only, only available in the two official languages, Francais and French, or English. <laughs> right. Francais and French, and Anglais <laughs> and English. There you uh, go. But they are going to be bringing in new languages of, uh, over the following months as well. Uh, I will say on a separate note, uh, the Nomi insights are also now available in the RBC mobile app. I'm seeing those now. And. Uh, not terribly insightful, but I keep a really good track of my money. So for somebody who only checks in like once a month or so, mm-hmm. know me might be a little bit better for them. Okay. It's kind of like mint, like tells you where your money's going and, and yep. your trends yep. and all that. Uh, anyway. Yeah. No, I've, yeah, I'm a mint user and I like it. So Yeah. Um, in a somewhat surprising move, I think, uh, rumored often, certainly, but didn't know mm-hmm. this was going to happen now. Uh, Amazon has launched the Fire TV Stick Basic Edition in Canada. Uh, it is mm-hmm. Android powered. It gives users access to thousands of movies, TV shows, apps, games, etc. It's also available in more than 100 other regions around the world. So we're kind of late to the game, uh, which is kind of mm-hmm. weird. Of course, this is probably your best way to watch Amazon Prime Video on a TV because Amazon right. Prime does not make apps for any other devices. <laughs> as we've heard here on the show. Yes, as we heard. Apple TV. <laughs> um, apparently that's coming, but it's still not available. Okay. And, uh, and there is no app for Roku either for whatever reason. Uh, but if you were in the market for something like this, uh, it is also uh, compatible with Netflix, Spotify, YouTube, a bunch of other apps. So if you want to watch The Grand Tour, The Tick, American Gods, The Man in the High Castle, Mr. Robot, uh, legally, mm-hmm. uh, Amazon Prime Video is the way is the place to do it. And, uh, and now you can get uh, a nice little stick that plugs into your USB and HDMI cables uh, or ports on the back of your TV. It's uh, 50 bucks. It began shipping two days ago. So have at it. Yeah, another option for people. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that's all of our uh, quick hits of the week. I was going to say quick picks, quick hits of the week. (laughs) 
And speaking of, of, of hits, let's talk about our good friends at Olio. Olio Digital Labs is one of Canada's most accomplished small market agencies, delivering web apps and mobile apps to businesses across Canada. In an era of persistent connectivity and pervasive mobile devices, it has become more important than ever before for businesses to be everywhere their employees and customers are. That's why Olio provides its clients with the peace of mind only a highly skilled and experienced team can provide. A team that is big enough to support your needs, but flexible enough to work to your constraints. With a client list spanning from the Middlesex London Health Unit and Ellison Travel and Tours, all the way up to College Pro and the Home Depot, the team at Olio has proven itself to be the planners, designers, and builders of the web and mobile apps used by some of Canada's largest brands. Find out what Olio can do for you by calling 226-785-0420 or visit oleodigitallabs.com to learn more. That's Olio Digital Labs, code that powers every day. And we'd like to thank Olio for their ongoing support of the Canadian Tech Podcast. Okay, let's move on to our topics. Uh, one of the bigger news this week, um, Twitter about a month ago started rolling out a 280-character limit to very limited number of users. Yeah. Well, all of a sudden, out of the blue, they've now rolled it out to everyone. Almost so, everyone. Almost well, everyone. Everyone in Latin or Cyrillic languages. Right, right. Now, the question is, you know, and there's been a lot of debate about whether it's a good thing, whether it's a bad thing. Um, myself, personally, I, I'm still on the fence. I'm rather leading to the negative. I think if you can't, one of the original things of Twitter was to be able to do a very concise message in 140 characters. Um, 280 certainly uh, brings it up a bit, and we're certainly seeing that. Um, Twitter's changed a lot. My attitude towards Twitter's changed a lot. Um, yeah, so I'm still kind of sitting on the fence on it. We'll see what we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. But like anything else, it's a tool. It depends how you use it. Uh, what do you think, Derek? Uh, so so far, I keep forgetting I have 280 characters. Yeah, yeah. So there's one thing. Um, but I mean, I'm trying to use it, you know, effectively still. Like I'm not adding superfluous words just because I can. Uh, or, you know, I, I'm I'm really just using it as an opportunity to actually use proper grammar and proper spelling at this point. Uh, one example, uh, a tweet I sent out seven hours ago about the City Council Chronicles podcast, uh, complimenting them, saying how we need to we needed to do something similar at Middlesex Center. And I'm quite certain just looking at it, that was more than 140 characters, but it let me write what I wanted to write in a single tweet instead of splitting it up into two or, you know, writing at, you know, writing POMO instead of Port Moody, despite the fact that the uh, official city account is city of POMO, which is kind of funny. Um, And, you know, and, and actually being able to tag Middlesex center or mention Middlesex center, as opposed to writing MXC or stuff like that. Like it's just, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, I'm using it in that way. Is everybody? No, I'm sure they're not. Um, but for for those of us who are trying to um, to use it effectively and use it to just reduce the number of tweets uh, or or improve the quality of the tweets themselves, I really like it. I ha- I don't follow a lot of weird people or you know typically or you know uh, uh, often angry people or anything like that. So. Right. I'm seeing it used 
I would say, relatively effectively thus far. But I also see a lot of people who are still either they don't know <laughs> they have 280 mm-hmm. characters now. Yeah. And so they're still really shortening the, you know, taking out words or shortening words and that sort of thing. Or um, the occasional person who uh, has ended up in my timeline as, as the result of a retweet. Well, there's not much I can do about that except for yeah. follow the, the retweeter. And I don't want to do that. Um, yeah, and that's and that's so. part of the thing where I was saying Twitter's still the tool. I know myself. We were talking about a pre-show. I'm really, I keep debating with all the. I used to follow a lot more political current events than that, and I'm, yeah, I'm. I really have to start either making a separate list without those things due to the a lot of the stuff I'm reading from south of the border. It's just very frustrating. So yeah, it it's how you use it. I use I use Tweetin or or, or Tweetbot. So I use a manager because I've got several right. Twitter accounts. Um, but yeah, no, I have to, I, I agree with you as well using the, uh, and I'm seeing people slowly, but surely they're remembering, as you say, they can use full words now. And, and <laughs> that. that's where I'm, and that's where I'm kind of like, you know, yeah, this, this is good in one way because you, you can, I just, I don't think they need to double it. I just, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, you know, is there a point where they're going to increase it again? And at what point is it just become like a chat message thing? And, you know, I'm already seeing in some cases, you know, with these, if you have someone retweeting and adding their own comment, that in some of my timelines, in my view, I'm only seeing like one or two tweets before I have to scroll. Like I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Someone's, someone's retweeting someone else who had a 200 plus character tweet and someone's adding their comments on the retweet. Oh, okay. Right. And it just, you know, again, it's how I use it. I'm using it. I don't use the web app. I use like a timeline app like like like, like TweetDeck. Okay, so you're in TweetDeck. So I I've I resorted to using the official Twitter right. app. Yeah, quite that's a, while a little bit ago. yeah, you can you can get some more there, but it's not so good if you need to manage more than one account. Um, um actually or, I think it's pretty good. I've got five in here. <laughs> yeah. I just I've I've Six. always played this because I can see I can see at a glance and I have like certain you know, feeds following certain things and, and whatever. So, yeah. But again, it comes down to it's a tool. It's how, how people use it. So yeah, I probably in the end won't, won't mind it. I just, I, again, it's kind of, you know, one of the reasons Twitter was originally started was, you know, putting it in a small, in a small thing. And um, actually what I'm seeing you know, is that occasionally, uh, so if it's a long tweet, which has been quoted with a with a, a long, another long tweet on top of it, uh, Twitter's actually uh, cutting off the original tweet. Yeah, and I think what'll happen is the various apps like Tweet and like I use, which is like a Tweet Deck clone. Yeah. What'll happen is that when they'll make new versions, and they'll probably give that option as well. So exactly, it's just give it give it some time. I'm pleased that all the apps I use currently, you know, handled the switch without a problem. Um, it lets me type type the longer tweets and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, keep in mind, we've also had you know, almost unlimited length through direct messaging for a while, which has been very nice. Yeah. I find that very, very useful. So, so yeah. Okay. So also in, in addition, Twitter also not as, I think not as important, but for some people, they, they like this. Uh, they've also increased the display name lim- limit. Um, previously you were limited to, I believe, was it under 50? I have I no idea, but it's now 20, 50. 20. It was 20 and now it's 50. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> I've got my my first name, middle initial, one of my middle initials. I'm Portuguese. I've got two. Uh, well, Portuguese mm-hmm. birth or not birth, blood. Um, 
so I've got two middle initials. That's the tradition, two middle names. And um, and in my last name, thankfully, without any initials, my name's only eleven characters long, including the space. So <laughs> I don't. I I'm not. Obviously, there are cultures, uh, you know, India, Thailand, where the names can yeah. get pretty long. Um, but so thankfully, I've never had to be in a. I've never been in a position where I'm like, man, this is this space is too short for my name. Uh, mm-hmm. I do know people who have been though, and uh, certainly yep. I sympathize. So I mean, for me. I guess just like a lot of other people have been doing in a silly way, I could add a bunch of emoji, but yeah, um, I'm not keen no. to. Yeah, like, it's exactly. just not exactly. I don't know. I'll not throw exactly. a mountain before, and then after my name, I'll throw in a volcano just because. Like just it's cause. it's it's not needed. Um, no, exactly. But I can see some people doing it, especially you know during the Olympics, they might throw up their flag or. You know stuff like that. Oh so. yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe I'll do yeah. that. I'll throw I'll throw the Canadian flag before and the Portuguese one after. There you go. Exactly. Well, exactly. what we need now, and I can't believe this is still missing, is the Scottish flag as an emoji. I know. As an, I know. and I know. the Azorian flag as an emoji. There's great. There's great debate over that. Just saying. And then there shouldn't be. Just throw it in there already. Because if it's not Scottish, it's crap. It's crap. You know, so haggis and all, home yeah. of home of good haggis, good whiskey, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. All right, uh, moving on. Our good friends at the CRTC, they released a report. Um, they apparently, did. Uh, they did a. Uh, it's released its annual wireless and internet communications monitoring report, and uh, so basically, um, Canadians on average, one of the studies came out with, they're using on average one point two gigabytes of data per month on wireless devices unless you're in oreo park in Komoka, where that's your only internet thing and you're using over seven. Oh, sorry was that my voice um anyway um but yeah no there's some interesting interesting things here uh three million more mobile broadband subscriptions than 2015 so that's a 13.3 percent increase um now this is interesting too they say more than a quarter of those who subscribed had at least five gig of data so the data plans are moving up slowly, slowly but surely. Yeah. Um, Ninety-eight, eight point five percent of Canadians have access to LTE. Well, eighty-three percent have access to LTEA. Um, and of course, this is no surprise. Uh, wireless subscriptions have also exceeded landline subscriptions. The report says that eighty-six point one percent of households had wireless. Well, seventy-one point nine have a landline. I'm still surprised that landline is so high. Um, you know, interesting. Um, 27% of households only have wireless. I'm one of them. And 13.2% of households only have a landline. And the wireless retail market generated $23.2 billion, with a B, in revenue in 2016. Oh, but we don't make any money. money. We don't have (laughs) enough money. Exactly. Majority of their communication service spending, roughly percent goes to mobile wireless. Sorry, um, uh, you were breaking up, so I'll say that again. Uh, yeah. ma- the majority of Canadians' communication service spending, which is about 40%, goes to mobile wireless service. So, right. yeah. Um, yeah, ditto. Uh, I just got my bill, 189 bucks for the two phones. That hurts mm-hmm. and makes me really mm-hmm. regret going to Bell sometimes. The network's been great, but man, that bill hurts. The, <laughs> the Bell bill hurts. Um Yes. So 71% still have a landline. 
what we don't know is is does that include VoIP landlines? Exactly. Yeah, that's the. I would imagine it probably have. does. Eighty-six mm-hmm. percent have wireless. That's believable. Eighty-three uh, percent have access to LTEA. I believe that as well. Um, yeah, it's certainly less than LTE by a significant margin. Um, 128 gigabytes of data per yep. month. Man, yeah, I am. That's... I'll tell you right now where I'm at. I'll t- I'm at. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm above that. But you know what? It kind of goes back to people said, oh, if you're using that much, you must be a pirate. Well, no. No. It's YouTube. YouTube Netflix. and Facebook video <laughs> and FaceTime. You know, exactly. Exactly. People are using it more and we also have a mention there about you know canadians are no longer willing to put up with slow slow speeds 26 percent are currently subscribed that offers at least 50 megs of download speed um five years ago only 3.6 percent of canadians subscribed to that 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 um tier yep so last yeah. month october i used 346 gigabytes pirate, and pirate. so far this month it looks like i'm going to beat that i'm at 158 well, you got kids, you know, they'll, they'll end up sucking most of it. Oh, right wow. There. November 5th, 23.8 gigabytes. <laughs> November 11th, 23.2. You can, oh, clearly, yeah. you can yeah. clearly tell when's the weekend. Yeah, I'm just looking here. I'm just going to look <laughs> up mine here. It's like every weekend, Saturday and Sunday, 20 gigs, 23. Yesterday, 23. Today, only nine. Big use. Big, big use those days. Yeah. 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 But it's literally it's it's Netflix. Even if we're not, even if yeah. nobody's sitting down watching TV, it's somebody's running it in the background. In in October, I used two hundred and sixty four gig. Two hundred sixty four amateur. <laughs> I know, I know. But again, you know. But yeah, it's it's amazing. Like you know, yeah, you don't realize. Let's do an much. impromptu poll here. If if you have easy access or relatively easy access to your bandwidth data you would you 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 would if you're a subscriber with start.ca yeah it's really easy um, only when you're at home though or like from no, the location true. yeah yeah uh yeah. yeah tell us i'm I'm really curious what our crowd uses um that yeah. i that would be really interesting to know so if you can tell us over twitter facebook or email contact at canadian tech podcast.ca or if you see me or Stuart in person, we'll, we'll right. write it down. Uh, just well, tell us. We're really, and, really and what curious. We'll, do is we'll also put it out. We'll also mention that on the Twitter and Facebook pages. Yes, we will. Uh, but if you, yeah. if you, when you hear this, please take a moment and and tweet or Facebook or email us and let us know how yeah. much you used in October. Let's let's use a full yeah. or your last billing period if you're with one of the non-local ISPs. And I don't mean exactly. that as a slight. I mean that as a you have a. They're they're giving you your billing period as opposed to the last month probably. So just give us right, that then exactly. instead. Yeah, give Please. us a rough idea. So yeah, it'll be interesting interesting to see. I, um, I would imagine so, the average would be well over two hundred for our crowd. Mm-hmm. But so let's find out. Yeah. So uh, that retail internet market generated ten point two billion, and the uh, CRTC reports that. In total, telecommunications revenue totaled forty-eight point seven billion. Oh, in boo-hoo. 2016. I know that's a we lot. We don't of, have any money to make Canadian coin. content. Oh. Apparently, I know. I don't. I don't know where it's going. <laughs> go, go figure. Well, you know, it doesn't go far as it well. Used you to got know, your right? Class A shareholders and your Class B shareholders who don't get voting rights, and, and then you got. Vacation. Yeah, you got your the Christmas bonus for for yeah. making decisions that you don't actually implement yourself. You, you just thrust it upon the minions. Fund. 
Yes, during, of course. During the customer fun. final. Yeah. Yeah, you got to have that. Exactly. You got a vacation in, in, you know, you got to spend the rest of your life in the Cayman Islands somehow. Well, you know, then you have your fourth and fifth vacation almost. <laughs> Well, once a year, and then they go unused. You know, and all happens. the lawyers you it's need to tough. pay to lobby the oh, CRTC. Staff, forced. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Those lawyers terrible. are expensive. They're like 600 they bucks an hour because the they have their vacation homes. Well, and then the accountants, of course, you know, including in some of those in some of those law firms that haven't been hacked yet, that reports Oh, oh. Yeah, I bet I bet Applebee's not going to have a very good twenty a fiscal 2018. <laughs> I think the Christmas party's been canceled. Or at least, or or at least, it's been toned down. down. Yeah, it's been toned down toned a little down. bit. Yeah, they have to have it in country <laughs> instead of in the in, in the in the Caribbean. This Sorry, year. guys, we can't rent the four hundred foot yacht. We just couldn't do it this year after the hack. Damn it! And it's all your fault, Bob. Anyway, I hate it when that happens. Well, no, it's it's because they probably didn't give enough budget to their IT department. Yeah, but okay. So hang on. You just brought up. We need to move on from this topic. But you just brought up yeah. a really interesting number. So mobile, twenty six billion. Something like yeah, something like twenty three point two. Home internet, ten point two. Something that's way more important. You would think. Uh, yeah. And and has to cost just as much to build out because you have a lot more physical infrastructure. I think. Well, you would think so. You right know, with with the routers and the fiber optic yeah. cables, and if you're Bell or Rogers or Telus, the last mile you need to maintain, yeah. and trucks you're rolling out every day and all that, and yet it costs a lot less money for a lot more data and not all not always my, speed, but certainly consistency and reliability. My cell phone bill is double my internet. Mine is more than double. double. Yeah, I know it's crazy. For five it's gigabytes crazy. of data between the two of us. Yeah. What the heck? Something's, something stinks. <sighs> okay, hang on. It, that's okay. We've got a fun topic next. Something that, our, topic? something that our Canadian tax dollars helped pay for and we actually get Yay. to re-benefit from now. Tell me. Tell me, please. Okay. <laughs> it's a joke. What do, altru- what do an altruistic dog... This is not... I did not write this. What do an altruistic dog, teenagers around a campfire telling ghost stories, and high-end puppets all have in common? Um, tell me, tell me. They're all me. they're all funded by the Canadian Media Fund, <laughs> and they're now available, or they're being uploaded now to Encore Plus, a new YouTube channel that is launched thanks to the CMF, uh, Google Canada, Bell Media, Broadband TV. Never heard of those guys, and Deluxe Toronto. Oh, and Telefilm Canada. So, the littlest hobo. Are you afraid of the dark? Mr. Dress Up, The Great War, La La Guerre Grande, which would be the French version, uh, Degrassi, Da Vinci's Inquest, Little Mosque on the Prairie, all shows you will now or soon be able to watch on Encore Plus. I immediately ran into a Mr. Dress Up episode from 1983, The Year Was Born, and I got incredibly nostalgic and... Yeah, and so I'm 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 going I'm quite going to enjoy this. Uh, and Little Mosque, <laughs> I never watched it when it was live on air, so this will be my chance. Well, you know what's good too is you can show your kids some of these original. Yes, I'm know. so looking forward to showing the three year old Mister Dress Up. This is amazing. Yeah, and Finnegan yep, and Casey. Early. Yes. Yep. Yep. Exactly. I actually saw Mister Dress Up. I saw Mister Dress Up live 
in concert or whatever you want to call it at mm-hmm. Strathroy District Collegiate Institute in like I don't know 1989 <laughs> somewhere around there. You're um, still young. I was still a young pup. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, because see, it originally started on the CBC mothership from 1967, year oh, I was born, man. to 96. Because I remember watching it when I was four and five. He still looks like a young buck in 80, 1983. He looks oh, yeah, spry. Yeah, yeah. Ernie, Ernie Coombs, <laughs> it's the same as like 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 Fred Rogers. They seem to be ageless. I don't know oh, what it is. Oh, Mr. But, Rogers. Yeah, but uh, I, always, I always remember, just as an aside, I always remember going to the CBC headquarters in Toronto doing the studio tour, and they had the museum there. And they had the treehouse, um, and then they had like, you know, the friendly giant set and all that. And that, yeah, that just, you know, you just, the memories just come flooding back. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, Encore Plus is actually meant to be a hub for Canadian content that was either previously really hard to access or not available at all digitally. And so this is what they're calling a love or what Tech Vibes is calling a love letter to what Canadians have accomplished on screen in the country. The CEO of the Canadian Media Fund, Valerie Creighton, said many of the titles we're featuring have been enjoyed by audiences from different generations and were funded through public support. The public is a shareholder in this content, and these great works deserve to be available to Canadian and world audiences. Providing access to the content celebrates the work of many Canadians both on and off screen, some of which started their careers in content now made accessible through Encore Plus. I agree, Valerie Creighton. Yeah, exactly. So thank you very much for uh, to CMF, Google, Bell, Broadband TV, Deluxe Toronto, and Telefilm for putting this all okay. together. I'm really looking forward to more uploads and seeing Justin Trudeau in a documentary, in a docu-film about World War One, <laughs> <laughs> Because there he is in an English there version and a French version. Awesome. Looking forward to watching it. <laughs> there you go. Well, you know, I always, I, I always remember his, his, you know, this is where I got some podcast you know you go i'm casey i'm Vinnegan, and i'm and me mr dress up remember that you know <laughs> yeah. you know yeah it's timeless okay now we now we move on over to la belle provence who who are taking names and raising heck again uh <laughs> they want to tax netflix even without the federal government's support uh <laughs> a little bit annoyed again <laughs> oh, apparently they say I... it go gives ahead. it an unfair advantage over quebec-based companies that offer Streaming platforms with Video Troms Club, I want to say Illicit, <laughs> Illico, Club. being the most uh, notable Illico, example. Yes. Yeah, Illico, yeah, yeah. So Illico? yeah, they they say they don't need uh, they don't need okay on this. My first comment is uh, whoever's in opposition there, that's going to be a thing at the next election. You know, that's going to be a thing. Do you really want to be the current government to tax you <laughs> for Netflix, right? Yeah, so first of all, anybody who actually re- goes and reads the Mobile Syrup um, article, you will probably notice that the Quebec finance minister has a very Portuguese name, Carlos yeah. Leitão. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm sorry on behalf of Portuguese immigrants and their children everywhere. Uh, actually, look, so I've said before on this show, an extra buck thirty in Ontario... Uh, on top of my Netflix bill is not the end of the world for goodness sakes. Um, I don't know. I think the HST is similar or at least very close in Quebec. I think it's 12%, maybe 14. So, okay. So an extra buck 20, you know, buck, buck 40, whatever. 
it's not the end of the world. Um, no, nope. I, I, so I don't, I don't, I don't see the big deal over a quote unquote Netflix tax or a, you know, a YouTube red tax, if that ever comes to Canada or anything like that, uh, right. an extra 12 bucks a year, essentially, or 15 bucks a year is not, not going to break my bank. I'm, I'm, I imagine there are other people who feel like a buck is, is a big deal and that's fine. Um, but uh, of course, Quebec has to just be a unique society and uh, take their own course, huh? And uh, mm-hmm. Carlos Leitan will uh, do what he thinks is right. And now I sound like Jean Chrétien from showing again. But um, I mean, I, uh, fine, go ahead. Like you want to be special, you want to do this thing, Luc Fortin and Carlos Leitan. Go for it. Uh, you know, can they do this without Ottawa's permission, considering they have an HST like we do in Ontario? Probably not. But are they going to try? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and so that'll see that I'm I'm sure this will end up in court, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'll cover that in six months when that happens. Exactly. I mean, what are you going to do at this point? Quebec always does what yeah. they want to do. They got QPP. They have their own daycare thing. Uh, they have their own. And you can't EI. enter contests there. You can't enter contests. You can't enter contests, which means I never want to move to Montreal for that reason. Yeah, because it's it, um, it's like you know available in Canada, U.S. except Quebec. <laughs> yeah, except Quebec because they're an unique society. Huh? Exactly. So I, I'm exactly. sure there are lots of people in Quebec who feel this is silly, and I'm sure that there are those, especially francophones, who feel like, yeah, this is really important. Um, so we'll see how it plays out. I I have we'll no sway happens. over there, so. Yep. All right. We will see and what happens, huh? And that's all the news that's fit to print. I'm not even going to try an accent. I'd be terrible. You know, there's, <laughs> you, you know, what, the only way to have, it seems like to have a really good Quebecois accent like René Levesque and Chrétien is you got to be able to smoke like, like three packs a day. I swear. Because if you look, that's what these guys did, you know, back in the seventies and the early eighties. Yeah. No wonder it, no wonder it killed some of them. All right. That's all the uh, topics that's fit to talk about. Now we're going to talk about something that's even more fit to talk about, and that's our good friends at CodeShip. CodeShip, unfortunately, does not have a French version of their ad, huh? but uh, <laughs> I will read it uh, on Anglais instead. Uh, they okay. are, I'm sure they're going to really appreciate that. CodeShip is a software as a service, aka SaaS, delivered continuous integration and delivery solution that really lets you ship your apps with extreme confidence. You can choose between CodeShip Basic or CodeShip Pro. Basic is a simple testing and deployment service with pre-installed continuous integration dependencies that works right out of the box, making the average setup time, pour toi, less than three minutes. Or you can try CodeShip Pro. CodeShip Pro is a fully customizable continuous integration and delivery service with native Docker support. It is much easier to use than Jenkins or Travis or just about anything else out there. We know Jameson uses it and is a fan. Uh, It makes it really easy to test and deploy your microservices. You can push to any registry. It's also perfect perfect if you want to deploy with Kubernetes and orchestrate all your containers. And it comes with a convenient local CLI tool that allows you to run your builds locally. It helps encrypt your environment variables. It guarantees 100% parity between your development and production environments. And maybe it's bilingual. I'd have to double check. Uh, both CodeShip Basic and CodeShip Pro come with a free plan that grants 100 builds per month on limited projects and limited users. 
unlimited commits, unlimited everything. Open source projects projects are always free on Codeship because they're very friendly that way. So visit mm-hmm. Codeship.com today or check out Codeship.com slash features to find out which Codeship product is the best fit for you. And once again, we thank Codeship for their ongoing support of the Canadian Tech Podcast. Okay, and now on to stuff we like. Uh, Derek, let's start with you. Okay, so I'm going to pull out an oldie but a goodie, which I think has been reinvigorated over the last year, thanks to Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of things. And that is Mozilla Firefox. Uh, Reason number one is Chrome seems to be getting really slow and bloated uh, lately. Lots of random memory leaks. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, The... the effect on my battery it has in on mac os which you can check helpfully uh seems to balloon every once in a while and you'll close like three tabs just random tabs and all of a sudden it's all back under control again so it's kind of weird uh reason number two uh firefox uh, the firefox team has been working really hard on improving javascript rendering times and um coming out in a couple of weeks is going to be the new quantum project. And that's uh, two times faster JavaScript processing. So when you're using things like Google Docs, uh, that is, or, or Facebook or stuff like that, that is incredibly important. Lots of JavaScript through jQuery uh, and things like that used on the front end. Uh, any React um, JavaScript or Angular JavaScript or what have you, or, you know, other front end mm-hmm. frameworks like that, much, much faster. That's great. The full, finally, the full tab process separation is coming in the next mm-hmm. version as well. Uh, they've been inching their way towards that, which was one of the big reasons to go to Chrome in the first place, where one crab, one tab crashes, it doesn't affect all your other tabs. I remember that being huge and, and you know, incredibly, not revolutionary, but certainly a big deal uh, when, when Chrome brought that out release that feature and firefox has had to redo a lot of code (laughs) in order to the firefox team has had to redo a lot of code refactor a lot of code in order to bring this to the fore but it's happening in a couple weeks as well with uh i think it's version 57 is is what's coming out next let me double check yeah 56 they started doing like the chrome thing where it's like every six weeks is new build and it's a new quote-unquote version um so yeah, and the funny thing is, like even even on version fifty six, um, Google Docs is noticeably faster. Uh, it renders mm-hmm. faster, it uh, and which is nice, and so it just performs better. And uh, they've been working hard, and I thought, you know what, it's it's time to reward that effort. And uh, so I'm I'm I've switched back to Firefox on my Olio laptop as my main driver. Uh, and I will be. Oh, and it's actually been uh, the daily driver on my Linux desktop for quite a while now. So I'm. Right. Uh, the mobile version still not very good uh, on Android. Okay. Fire, Firefox mm-hmm. Focus is nice, but it's literally one tab at a time. That's mm-hmm. all you can do. Which I just want to ask you how many how many like add-ons or plugins do you use? Like compared to like I I tend to have quite a few plugins in uh, in Chrome, and it's one of the things I'm going to have to look at if I look back towards Fire Firefox um, use a lot. And do you find that they're all there? I've had a few, um, mostly like sales-related ones. Um, So I had the Pocket, yeah, the Pocket extension, which Mozilla actually bought Pocket earlier this year. Mm -hmm. So that's actually integrated right into Mozilla Firefox now. 
so that's already there. I downloaded Privacy Badger for Firefox. That's working great. Um, I do have a couple of other ones that I use very sporadically. Um, mm-hmm. I think the the most important one now will be Built With. Uh, let's see if that's... Yeah, and that's available for Firefox. So that's mm-hmm. uh, it's a really neat little extension for both browsers that will actually tell you um, JavaScript frameworks, content management systems, uh, web uh, web server, etc. that are running underneath um, a website. So like if you go right. to Cleverhost's website, uh, it'll tell you that we use PHP and we host on Apache and stuff like that. Right. Uh, if cool. you go to... Google Docs, for instance, let's load that up. Built with tells you that there's the Google API in use here, HTML5 history API. Uh, there's a content delivery network, a bunch of different document standards, uh, which encoding <laughs> mechanism is used, UTF-8, uh, a bunch of other things. So yeah, so that's really handy when I'm trying to like scope out a prospective client site, and they're like, we don't know what we use right now. I'm like, no worries. I probably got you covered. And I can actually (laughs) just go there and like, oh, yeah, it's a WordPress site, uh, you know, running on Nginx or IIS or Apache or what have you. Uh, And you have some some funky um, JavaScript framework for the front end. No big, you know, right. no big deal. We can we can replicate that, or we can replace it, or what have you, uh, or or fix it for you. So yeah, so it's really handy, and I just installed it, and that's really the three I need. Pocket was already right. here, built with okay. is now installed, and Privacy Badger is great. So there we go. I'm covered. Cool, awesome. All right, um, now I'm going to do. I'm going to mine, and I'm going to. I am not responsible for lost productivity. Oh, my God. If you get fired, et cetera, et cetera. This is very, very an addictive game. This is actually an old an old AI, AI uh, problem. Um, there's a very well-known thought experiment in the world of AI that poses a simple question. What if we asked a super intelligent AI to make paper clips? Now, you think, okay, that might not be too bad at first, but as uh, philosopher uh, Nick Bostrom um, explains, it all depends on how we've trained the AI. If we give it common sense, it might ask us, how many paper clips do we want? Mm. Uh, if we, if it doesn't know to ask, it might keep making paper clips forever. Now, if we forget to program it with any ethics or value, it might decide the most efficient way to make paper clips is to wipe out humanity and terraform the planet, the solar system, etc., into <laughs> one giant paper-making, paperclip-making factory. Interested? Well, there's a game now, kids. It's one of these inventory, it's like a clicker game. And you start out with a factory that makes one paperclip every time you click. And eventually you make enough to buy more wire and eventually make enough to buy what's called an auto clipper, which will make you a paperclip. And then eventually you get computational resources and projects to help you do more. And you raise and lower your price per paperclip and, you know, to adjust with inventory, supply and demand and all that. And you start making more. Um, eventually, after a while, you form a stock market and you keep buying projects and it goes from there. Um, I introduced my co-host to it just before the show, <laughs> which is why we're recording an hour later <laughs> than we normally do. Not quite, but... but about yeah, half an hour later. It, we, yeah, about half an we hour. We really yeah. sunk some time into this even before we got yes. started. It's, it's very, very addictive. So for, so, for example, you know, 
and I've seen screenshots which literally go into the trillions and trillions and trillions and whatever's above that. I'm at 354,000 paperclips. I am selling 166 per second and I'm making $4.94. But I'm also doing projects. I've got a stock market. Um, you know, yeah, it's just one of these addictive things by its by its simplicity. It's um, it's a very it's a basic looking egg farm, but yes. with just as much code behind it i imagine yeah now the only thing i should point out is um I, it does tend to use a lot of resources when i ran this on my macbook uh the fan kicked in pretty damn quick really <laughs> yeah under chrome i have to try it under firefox yeah oh i'm so okay i'm okay so i've got chrome closed which has three different yeah. windows open and about eight yeah. tabs each so i haven't um, tried it under firefox or anything else on my mac yeah um and now i'm running it right now on my pc you know what's good about this is you can go back into it you can close it. It'll just pause it, and there's a cookie there that it keeps it. I wish, I wish though, I could move move the cookie. I probably could between the Mac and the PC because I was further ahead on the Mac. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's fine. But yeah, it's just extremely addictive. Um, it came out about a month or two ago. Um, and there's some people writing it up, and it's basically yeah, you uh, yeah, you say you know as the as the one article in the Verge says, don't start playing if you have anything important to do today. <laughs> I'm gonna have to agree with that. Yeah, I'm sorry in advance. So I might, I might just, I might just piss off every digital agency uh, owner if I put this in the in the Dev London Slack tomorrow. Yeah, I think you should. <laughs> I think your guys. boss will be pissed off, and a few other people I know. Meh, he'll yeah. get over it. Exactly. He'll he'll ooh. start playing it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, ooh, I can buy marketing level five now. Oh, there you go. I'm ready. I've already bought marketing level two. I've got two processors, two memory. I realize I should have bought more memory, but oh well. Well, start. Yeah, you start buying memory now. It'll it'll start adding. Yeah, and I'm at. Yeah, no uh, oh wow! I've already used. Okay, while you were talking, I bought two thousand inches of uh, of steel wire, or wire and yeah. uh, I'm already back down to nine hundred inches. So oh, I need well, to because how many how many auto clippers do you? Yeah, have? I've got thirteen running here. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, I'm up to sixty eight right now. Eventually, there'll be super auto clippers, and it just yeah, it's it's like you know, it's like a combination of of uh, empire or civilization with like like you say an egg game it's a very yeah it's egg ink not egg farm egg ink which i recommended last week um and i'm still playing Um, all right good okay so anyway yeah so we're we're eight thousand inches of (laughs) wire okay so i'm closing my tab so we can finish the podcast yeah (laughs) okay what are we up to lately derek i'm gonna let you go first close the tab ah (laughs) okay uh, I've been managing the requests for the Student Pathways Challenge at Cleverhost. Uh, that's going pretty well. I've been working on responding to a few RFPs over at Olio. We put up our Christmas trees, trees, plural, <laughs> and started decorating today. Tell uh, us, how, how you really feel about that, Derek? <laughs> actually, you know what? I've, I've, I'm in the Christmas spirit this year, so actually, it's no, going we, okay. We, had, we, we used to have two in our house before we, 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 we downsized, so that's fine. Yeah, we're showing off, and uh, we have one in the front window. It's a brand new tree we bought last year uh, on sale at um, like Boxing Day. Uh, Anyway, so um, oh, uh, I've been reviewing uh, this coming week's um, council meeting agenda. I went in depth Mm -hmm. and uh, more in depth, and went actually wrote a blog entry about uh, our proposed water and wastewater rates for next year, trying to get some feedback from uh, from the community. 
got some. We've got some people, some questions people want me to ask. I'm going to do that on Wednesday. And um, so my son's playing, I guess, what we would consider, my oldest son is playing what we would consider house league hockey. Right. Uh, but his team is undefeated so far this year. And awesome. so they've been placed in the A division. We had no idea there was an A or B or C division. I don't know if this is new or not, because there's already a rep team, which is like the all-stars, an AE team, which is the second best kids, I guess. Mm. And then the house league, which is like just either kids just having fun or not quite good enough to make the other teams. Right. But they're, they're decent or whatever. Um, and, uh, yeah, but they're out there to, to play hockey and have fun, cool. which is great. Um, lo and behold, <laughs> we find out yesterday that, uh, that the novice, uh, novice red Cougars, have been placed into the A division, which means now we're going to be traveling to Thedford, Port Stanley, um, places Welcome like that. Ho- Welcome to hockey life. Yeah, we really, I was prepared for that eventually if he tried out for the AE or the rep team next year and right, made it. Right. Absolutely prepared for travel. I know this is <laughs> a thing with hockey. We were not expecting it this year. And it doesn't sound like the coach was either. Um, so Tuesday, we'll find out our full schedule for between now and the uh, early February. And then I think like playoffs and other tournaments uh, happen after that. So, yeah, we've got like an hour drive ahead of us for every Yay! away game by the sounds of it Yay! now. So, And of course, it's Port Stanley when there's, it's not beach weather. So No, no. Oh, well. No. Oh well, just, but that's you know, cool. They're undefeated. They're doing well, and uh, and they've been rewarded with uh, you know playing some other top teams in uh, in the house league. So uh, it'll give him a, a, ch- a challenge. He wants to improve. He wants to to move up. So that's the way to do cool. it. You got to play against awesome. the best. Uh, you got to beat that's the right. best to be the best. So that's in right. hockey, at least. awesome. Good yeah. for him. Okay. As for me, I'm still applying for work here, there, and everywhere. I'm um, trying to get some more traction. If Again, if you're looking for backup consulting or training, sclarkconsulting.ca, just saying. Um, and then a fairly busy week on the library front. i got a couple of things there with the board and stuff like that. So doing that, um, helping a friend uh, reinstall Windows 10 on her machine, which was being annoying, but I'm looking over. It looks like it's behaving itself now. So <laughs> that's good to know. Um, so, yeah, so that's what's what's happening there. All right. So, and of course, we had a bunch of stories we didn't cover this week. We've thrown that in our news section in the show notes. You can check that out. So, don't forget to review us on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Spreaker, Stitcher, Player FM, iHeart.com, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Retweet us when we tweet about uh, new episodes on Twitter. Share them on Facebook or even tell a friend. Don't forget, uh, we also have a page on Facebook you can follow and like. If you have any suggestions for the show, comments, opinions, um, advice for, for for beating the paperclip game, <laughs> send us an email at contact at canadiantechpodcast.ca. So I think I think we are done, and we will let Derek return to his to his paperclips. So, <laughs> yeah, you have other stuff to do tonight. Don't forget your chores. Yeah. Again, remember I said make sure you tell your your better half that not responsible. Yo, you so are responsible. It's all your fault. No, it's all your fault. Well, you know what? She'll she'll end up telling my wife, and then yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So for episode one thirty nine of the Tech Podcast for Sunday, November the twelfth, two thousand seventeen. My name is Stuart Clark. My name is Derek. Damn you, Stuart Silva. 
Thank you and be well.